Hello, this is Andre and Anita. We talk about parenting, love and life skills. Our family of six makes sure we always have something to share. Good evening, Anita. How are you tonight? I almost cannot believe it. <laughs> you almost cannot believe it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted you chewing. Um, but <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk about happiness, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. And about nuts. Uh, <laughs> so are you happy with your nuts? <laughs> yes, I am. Well, that's good. Good to know. You know. I'm really wondering who, what kind of people are listening to us well, who can actually bear this kind of... The, the funny sword. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tonight we're going to talk about happy decisions. Happy decisions. I think you still have to... I have to pull down the game. Yeah, and, and not be this loud <laughs> with your bottle. And not bump my bottle on yeah. the floor like your, that. Your milk bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Okay. The title is, and I'm going to have a link to, I think the site is Happyfy or something. Yeah, Happyfy. Happyfy.com.net.com. So if if they're going to sue us, can they sue us if we talk about something that they they published? If we're making money out of it, I don't think so. This is free endorsement, basically, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's spelled happyfy.com. Well, I'm going to link. I'm putting it there and everyone can look at it okay that's awesome and it's about how our decisions affect our happiness and our happiness to talk about this is a great decision right true true i wonder if that makes us happy but um we'll see about that i guess and um the the subtitle says science-based activities and games for a happier healthier life Mm. at happyfy.com so i guess drug um, abuse is kind of a no-go limit right Probably. Yeah. I mean, is there something you regret in your life, your decisions that you've made? I thought there was, this was going to be the happy episode. Don't so, you want to talk about your regrets? <laughs> I'm just saying, um, <laughs> talking about regrets and kind of circling around that topic is kind of um, detrimental to happiness, right? Well, so we're going to just stay happy all the Good. time. Yeah, let's do the okay. American thing and be happy. First point. 32% Americans <laughs> who say they regret the major choices they made in their lives, such as their schools, professions, or where they work. Hmm. Do you believe that? I mean, how many percent of Germans are going to say the same thing? That they regret their profession? The major, they regret their, and the major choices they have made in their lives. Wow, I don't know. But they're not talking about um, like their partner? Spouse? Yeah, their spouse. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a kind minor thing, Weird actually. one. Yeah, that's not so important. Because if you have a lot of fluctuation, you know, it's, it's a minor thing. Oh, okay. doesn't matter if it's blonde or brunette or whatever, so... Yeah, you just have to <laughs> okay. keep on, them coming or on, something. On, on the very superficial level. Yeah. But profession, this is a profound thing to have chosen in your career, I guess. And yeah, if you pick the wrong thing kind of makes you wonder why did you pick it in the first place maybe your parents wanted you to but i totally agree the people who really don't want to be in their jobs you can definitely pick them out real quick 
Oh yeah, you mean like they're not really motivated, they would not perform very well? Actually, I've just learned a new management term, which is called the, um, oh, what's the English, English term? Those people who perform less or too little. Oh, it's very politically correct. Yeah, there's, there's a German term for that, the um, Mindestperformer or something like that. The, the just bare doing minimum the minim- uh, performer or low performer. And um, what can you do to actually encourage them to perform better, to um, advance the company, so to speak? Hire them. Yeah, that would be one approach, <laughs> I guess, uh, which is uh, maybe not always the, the best thing to do right away. But no, you know what? A better thing would be listen to a parenting podcast mm. in the past uh-huh. and then make your parents encourage you in a way that you would make better decisions in the future, in your past future. Profession-wise? Yeah. That, this is I like, why would we talk about this kind of topic? Because we want to encourage our kids to make wise decisions in their future because oh, they're true. not at that age yet. Okay, no, not yet, yeah. Right? But um, I just wanted to say, it, I see a lot of people who pick kind of a job, but not the job. And I don't think there's like the job in a way. But there's definitely, if you are inclined to like a certain area of, <coughs> of work, um, find employment there if you if, if it kind of aligns with your hobby. If you're an, a, a car mechanic or like an enthusiast for cars, maybe working with cars is uh, something that will definitely uh, cheer you up, make you happy. Yeah, but then I think the people who really have a problem with their decisions is probably those people who don't have this kind of um, defined hobby. As yeah, but, but made you still example, have interests, you know? you know. Yeah, of course. I mean, but that's something that's kind of logic. I mean, that's something anybody's no, going to do. Not, not really, not really, because it's a lot of maybe peer pressure and parent pressure. Oh yeah, telling okay. you to become mm. this or that because they're. Uh, I don't think the most important. Or the market doesn't offer yeah, any jobs in that true, area. That as well, but I think um, it's not about the the money. Actually, not the most important thing is to get a lot of money, but actually to have a job that um, you like to work. Yeah. Or you enjoy working. Well, or you find... Most of the time. Um, there's another one that uh, so many podcasts are talking about, that you find a... You should better find a job that you find valuable or that it has some purpose. Because if you find... Even if you find a job that doesn't align perfectly with your talents and... Um, or inclination, mm-hmm. at least if you find something that makes you feel a sense of... I'm doing this for a bigger purpose mm-hmm. or I'm serving other people. I'm like actually bringing value into their life. Then um, sometimes it takes a longer time until you've come to the point where you are the at the point of being a real good expert in your field. Mm-hmm. But then usually this kind of um, way that you follow something that you get better and better at will bring passion on the side. You know, mm-hmm. because it's if you always look product. for the passion, I mean, this is something, this is an idea that's very new. And it's also, I mean, you cannot really ask many people in other countries, like, yeah, you're going to have to follow your passion. Well, I mean, there's there going to be many... people are just happy that they got a job. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's a very, yeah, you got to agree, it's a very westernized thing that you can pick the dream job. And um, you got to, you know, live 
for that job or at least you know be very happy in that job for a lot of people it's just to have um, a job to have an income uh, yeah and if you if it if you have like this um, intention or this attitude in your mind that you're doing something very purposeful even if it's just earning some money that you can um, feed your family mm. then sometimes the job can become a much you, you can become more motivated in your job if you connect it to this purpose but now we are not following the infograph right oh, now we're not, oh we're not i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. off, we're back to 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 the path i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> okay so of the people with regrets the things they rue most are 39% not following their dreams Oh, this is so American. I'm sorry, guys. This dream thing Follow is so... Follow your dream. Oh. As a German, we don't really have the dream, um, usually. Just don't become a Nazi. Yeah, basically that's that's our anti-dream, I guess. But um, we don't have this, you know, there's a cloud over there and at the end there's a rainbow with a gold chest. Get to the gold chest. No, we basically, well, there's a cloud, it's going to rain or something, you know, very practical, a pragmatic approach, um, which is why Hollywood would never work in Germany, unless the no. movies are really crap, because there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. a lot of, you know, we miss a lot of that, you know, really emotional, touch of feeling stuff that makes Hollywood great, at times, not always, you know, but we're missing that out, I'm not saying it's... Um, Bad thing to have a dream and you know to follow it, but no, for definitely for Germans, it's, it's the following your dream thing. Yeah, a very great example is all those talent shows that are on television. Yeah, and there's so many people coming Little with Sunshine their big dream, and, mm. and it turns out not so many of them mm. should follow their dream. Yeah, it can lead you astray as well, I guess, because you. Kind you should of have some talent as well. Yeah, you should have talent, and I guess the the overinflated ego doesn't help at times. Sure, but um, this following the dream is kind of it's good but, to okay. have goals, but it's um it's it's good to have a practical approach to them as well, and not to get you know don't don't fall into despair when you cannot reach like the one goal that you had in your mind. Yeah, maybe sometimes there are some other jobs that you can still. They still include some part of your big mm. dream, mm. but maybe it's, you know, it's something that's more pragmatic and yeah. that actually earns, where you're actually earning something. Yeah, because you can always develop from, um, once you have a solid position or you have a solid job, you can always uh, develop from there if exactly. you really want to change. Yeah, and it's maybe like, it's not like a monogamous um, relationship for life you can still switch and change and tweak and do you know look for some other job but oh, apparently job, job. Decision we were talking about jobs okay we are talking about jobs but i was like are you sidetracking now towards yeah. a relationship no, no, the funny thing is no this is about decisions but they're okay. mostly talking about jobs that's why it's kind of weird so okay yeah, because but, it's one of the biggest decisions i guess yeah okay the, then 38 percent of people uh, who have regrets, yeah? They, they have the regret not taking risks with their careers. Mm -hmm. Because they're too pragmatic, probably. Okay. But, yeah, but because sometimes you feel like but, but you have to stay with a certain job. We're talking about happiness, but we're focusing on no, regrets? The, the big topic is decisions. How our decisions affect our happiness. 
And yeah, but but they're talking about regrets. Yes. So they're focusing on the regrets that we have as a as a means to this is how much less happy you're gonna be. No. So yeah, they're talking about things that you should avoid if you want to make good decisions. Then it's a good thing. Ah, to avoid stuff that you'll regret later. Because otherwise you're going to regret it. Oh. If you don't take any risks, if you don't follow your dream, oh, yeah, those kind approach. of decisions are not going to be yeah, okay. happiness bringing. You know. So basically they're saying, um, do take risks. Maybe. Well, we did 38%. that. 38%. We did more. that, right? We did. I mean, we, we moved did. out of country and um, there was a, well, it wasn't really that big a risk because our jobs were like the this job I will can never have again and if I quit now this you know the world's gonna end kind of scenario basically when we did take the risk um, that enabled me to get the job I have today yeah that's right yeah. okay wait a second and the third one is 36% of people who have regrets they regret not taking risks with their lives in general so it's not just about jobs it's also about other things Okay, so yeah. we crossed that off our list. We did take a risk in a way, and um, that's why we're so happy, right? Yeah, we are. I mean, and wait a second, and then also like the, the the risks in general. One thing that I really have to think about is so many people don't dare to actually have children. They always feel like the time's not right. The you know I don't have enough uh, financial Income, stability, still studying, or I don't whatever, know about. Yeah. Um, Uh, the partner is not ready yet. He still wants to take, a, you know, another step in their career or whatever. Or the house is not big enough. Or, I mean, there's or something else and the family is going on and I'm not going to be focused enough. And mm -hmm. this is something you might regret not taking the risks there. Later, you know? I guess, yeah. I But mean, there's so many parents who would keep saying, having taken the risk was one of the best decisions. Having taken the risk. Yes, having taken the risk of having children. or And also that they never felt ready. Like there was I, never a I part in their life where they would thought about kids being a risk in a way, gotta be honest. Yeah, yeah I mean, you are different in so many different aspects. Yeah, but, but truly, do people like consider, well, if we get pregnant now, it's gonna be a big risk like that approach? Well, maybe a good thing was that we were pretty naive. Naive? Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Because like, I, yeah, we're pregnant and um, no, whatever like, that entails. So if somebody would have told me what would come into my life, like what would happen when getting pregnant and afterwards. Like, I mean, I wasn't shocked about the birth and stuff so mm. much, but what happened afterwards, I was pretty shocked, I have to say. And especially with the first one, I also had a little mm -hmm. prenatal mm -hmm. depression. If somebody would have told me about that... I would have con considered it a big risk. Yeah, maybe. So it's good that nobody told you. We should stop yeah. right there, right? <laughs> no, because we, we, we might jump into someone's happiness. Um, oh dear. But then again, it was such a disaster having a kid that um, we accidentally had three more, right? See, I haven't, <laughs> I, I, I haven't finished talking because... Okay. If somebody would have told me like the first few, the first year, let's mm. say that, mm. that was one of the most horrible years in my life. I really have to say that. I'm sorry, mm. but you know, future parents, I really have to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but then I would have missed out on all the other years afterwards, you know, and also on all the experiences 
that we have made since. And I still have to say that with every child, it was less of a shock for us. I think the, the change that you make in your life from zero kids to one mm. is immensely, immensely bigger than from, from one to two children or from two to three children. You know, the change in your life is the biggest from zero to one. Yeah. And therefore, I, I get why people have cold feet in a sense. Mm when thinking about that decision. I mean, it's a, a life-altering decision. It definitely is. Sure. And therefore, um, but still. I right? always say when, when people ask me about, you know, having kids and, and how it is to be a father, I say, um, it can be challenging. Well, definitely is challenging, but it's more joy than pain. Yeah. And uh, Especially in the long run. Because, yeah, in the I long mean, run sometimes in the beginning it can feel overwhelming and sure. especially with us we mm. we didn't have a like a easy start nope. okay next one we want to make healthier decisions you know in a study shoppers grabbed the opportunity to restrict their shopping to healthier foods uh, i was about to say it's going to be food thing now right? even if it meant possibly losing out on a discount We welcome external guardrails that help us practice healthier behavior. Yeah, this goes out to the health cult. Yeah, but it's kind of, that's not unimportant. No, it's not. I mean, you have to encounter, like, we're not in the age yet, but actually we're getting into that age where you um, get faced with, many relatives and other people around in your circle of friends mm -hmm. that are suffering of some health consequences that could have been avoided Because especially the, the big ones you know yeah the diet and the lifestyle of not moving enough and so on there is some life factors that you can actually change where you have some influence over mm -hmm. and those kinds of things you only Many people, they only regret it when it's kind of too late. And therefore, making good decisions earlier on might be something that you really appreciate later in life. Yeah, I can get behind that. And sometimes it's even something that you can, you know, some people, they don't really care so much about their own health, but they care more about other people's health. Mm -hmm. But... If, But then no later than when they get to the point where they are somebody who needs to be um, gepflegt, uh, they have to be nursed, nursed yeah. like take other people have to take care of yeah. them. That's when they would feel like, oh, yeah. uh, sorry, uh, I should have taken more care of myself. Yeah. Because then they feel like, yeah, now I'm a burden to other people. And Welcome to the healthcare system as well. Yeah, but that's, I mean, then they would say, you know, it would be a nice thing if I would have cared, like, for some better relationships, because it feels better to be cared for by relatives than it's by the healthcare system. I mean, let me tell you about some stories. My mother is working there. Mm. They're not the friendliest people to yeah. you. I mean, then you're just some potato on a... Mm. On a bed, yeah. Yeah, on a factory line, you know. Okay, next one. Um, 
Wait a second, it's about clothes? No. Limit your choices. People were more likely to make a purchase and to be happy with it when they had an array of six items to choose from as opposed to 24 to 30 items. Oh yeah, this is a good one. Um, our daughter, she wanted to do some crafty stuff today, right? Mm. And I gave her... She wanted to put like a carpet in her little cage that she made mm. for her mm. little stuffed animals and yep. stuff. Yeah. And I only gave, gave her like four sheets of people with different patterns on them. And she was supposed to choose one of them. Mm. She couldn't. It's so... I like, and, and then she made a choice, but then she's like, oh, but I don't know. You, you can see in mm. her eyes this, but then I'm missing out on this one. And <laughs> she's... Yeah, making this choice back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, and, and it was like maybe only four different or five different patterns, whatever. Mm. But I also feel this when having to go shopping. And I mean, yeah. for me, it's easier because I'm also looking at the price and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's not that difficult. Mm -hmm. But um, when you want to make a choice, of course, it's more difficult when you have many, many different choices to make from. And maybe they're all of the same price range and they're pretty similar, you know. And afterwards, you always feel like you've missed out on something. There's many studies on this. Mm. So you better shop at Aldi. Uh, yeah, you have Aldi right you now. In, Aldi. in America, they do A have lot. it now, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have as many choices as in other supermarkets. Which can be quite liberating. And then you feel more happy. Actually, that's, uh, I read an article about Aldi in the USA and um, <clears throat> a lot of people said, well, they welcome the... Um, the simplicity? Not, oh, well, yeah, simplicity, exactly. The simplicity of just picking stuff that you need uh, without having to compare a lot. And also yeah, yeah. not having to walk like a mile if you want to go from one aisle to the other because oh, it's that's right. pretty small. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's much smaller than others other supermarkets okay and um oh yeah the next one is born this way our genes have something to do with when we'll take a long shot risk and when we play it safe the maoa gene in particular in particular may hold the key to what we prefer okay thank you for that gene I feel like this information is only useful if you know exactly what kind of gene you have and in what kind of expression it is. Ask your doctor. So that you know maybe, ah, okay, I'm, I'm like, uh, I have a propensity to take more riskier choices. So maybe I should choose some friends who are less risky well, or something like that. I mean, you, if you all put it into relation with the, how can you be more happy? I don't see how genes are going to tell you, give you an answer to that. Hmm. Wait a second. Um, you were just the, the gene and, information, yes, it no. can be helpful, definitely. Because? If you already know that you have like many, many alcoholics in your family and it's maybe a genetic thing, right? Mm -hmm. Then you know, okay, this is a big risk in my family. Maybe I should never, ever, ever take a choice to ever take a sip of alcohol, right? Yeah. Okay, or if you have like heart disease, like all your family members have heart disease, then you already know, okay, I better do really exercise and look what I eat, you know, because mm -hmm. otherwise, yep, therefore, okay, check your MAOA gene, if you like. Mm -hmm. 
Next one, it's about emotionally, uh, emotion factors. Follow your heart. Oh, yes, dear Americans, we have something for you. <laughs> That's uh, the same category as follow your dream. Yeah. For decisions, both big and small, when you go with your emotions rather than thinking things out, you tend to take a preferable result. Oh. Oh, dear. Okay, hey. Anita. We are learning from you. We're putting in the brakes right now, right? Uh, yes, I do have to learn. <laughs> a study in the Journal of Consumer Research mm -hmm. shows, uh, shows, yeah, that's what they show. Researchers propose that our emotions are programs developed over time to help us make good decisions quickly. Hmm. Oh, wait a second. This is um, what this guy, wait a second, the, the, the blah factor. Malcolm X. Malcolm Gladwell? No, wait a second. Malcolm Gladwell. I knew it. And he wrote this book, Blink. And it's about, um, also he's um, saying that your gut feeling, that's like your second brain. And sometimes it's better in making decisions. And therefore, there are certain areas that you should listen to your gut more. Mm -hmm. but, but he also says also that there are some other decisions that you should rather listen to your head for. Because your gut, that is um, the place, I mean, if you call it the gut, okay, um, where you store some information that is, it's in your subconscious, and therefore it can store like way much more information than you would in your conscious, conscious yes. mind, mm -hmm. right? And therefore, uh, sometimes you like you encounter another person. And somehow you feel weird, you know, feel like oh, mm. something's wrong. And that's your gut saying, you know, and it's actually the brain saying that I've already made a lot of connections and some experiences. And so enough information to know this is a bad um, situation okay. that you're encountering right now. Mm. And therefore, it's a good thing to listen to your gut. But some people, they've met many, many, many bad experiences listening to their gut maybe because they've had a childhood where they had to where they stored some information that was not really healthy mm -hmm. and therefore and they would make bad decisions with their partners mm -hmm. again and again and again because their gut is telling you this is safe even though it's not a good decision mm -hmm. and in those cases it's probably wiser not to listen to your gut but yeah this is my information to it. Okay? okay. Next one. Keep calm and carry on. This is <laughs> one for you that you don't really have to follow. So, yeah. That's uh, actually um, Second World War reference to uh, Churchill. Oh, yeah? Mm. Ah, okay. Making a decision when stressed mm. makes us pay more attention to positive data, data and less to negative data, which can skew your decisions. Mm -hmm. That's right. I mean, really? When you're stressed, you look for more positive information? Probably. Or you're more prone to, to panic or negative information? I don't know. I'm... I don't know. I guess this is also something that depends on your personality. A lot. I mean, happiness, the whole thing depends on your personality, of course. If you're a person that easier finds happiness than others, you know? Yeah, then you don't get stressed out in the first place. Not really. No. Right. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Next one. Care enough to take care. Oh, dear. A study showed that HIV positive men who were in good moods tended to have safer sex. 
I'm. I love to take your. <laughs> I love to I'm, your, your I'm take on this one. I'm drawing a blank on that. How to comment that? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, if they're happy, I'm happy. That means if, second, if, if, if they are down, they are prone to um, not have safe sex, which means they they spread the virus. Yes, no, but which is kind of sad. This this kind of contradicts the, the the previous one. If you're in a bad mood, then you look more to the positive information, and therefore it's skewing with your decision. But uh, if you're in a good mood, you have safer sex, definitely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm just wondering but if it's got to be an interesting good, study, though, right? Wait a second, but but sometimes I've also heard about some other um, studies where people, when they were in a good mood, they would make, um, they would look to, they were too optimistic when making this, uh, financial decisions, mm-hmm. and they would sign some contracts that were actually quite risky, and they wouldn't see the negative stuff there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna to have to look that up, but um, I'm pretty sure that good mood can also skew with your decision making. Probably, if people take advantage of that. Yeah. Okay. Actually, in my company, our uh, like one of our main bosses, um, you usually don't go to him and want um, a signature when he's in a bad mood, because he's probably just gonna tell you off. Oh. And um, it's it's harder to get a signature when he knows. I told you no once. Even when I know I was in a yeah. bad mood, I'm not yeah. gonna tell you yes now. No, yeah, oh yeah, because then it's integrity. Yeah, question. so you gotta time it right. Yeah, and if he's whistling down the floor, that's when you ask for the signature. Oh dear, Which is, is he funny. moody? I mean, then he's I, like I don't know because I only I only saw him in a good mood, but um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's your nature. Yeah, that's my nature. But, <laughs> but he pops into an office every now and then. I mean, when I am in Castle, and he's a nice enough fellow, I think. And um, I never had a problem or uh, trouble getting anything I wanted, so I'm all good. But then again, it's a good. But I know the stories. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a good information to have, right? True. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Hearing from the community. Don't write off how the people around you affect your decisions. These days, we may get more feedback than we need to make a wise choice. So check in with yourself before making a final decision. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's a good one. Um, I just heard something about this, uh, an article about the herd effect. Had an effect, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and yes, when when other people are making certain decisions, I mean, there's uh, a big influence that can make on your own decisions, and then also mm. not wanting to offend anybody else and not wanting to stick well, out. Maybe. Yeah, mm. then those kind of decisions can be very highly affected, and this is something that we can already see with our kids mm-hmm. that they would. Sometimes not, you know, I I just was asking our oldest about what he would like to have for his birthday. And I made some suggestions and then he would already make decisions as to how would other kids perceive. Oh dear, this is so, I'm so glad not to be a teenager anymore. (laughs) I mean, 
well, you you still make decisions uh, like or at least worry about your yes, decisions. I do still worry about that. Yes, <laughs> so uh, it's it's just human nature. Yeah. For most people to, but to doesn't think it about, feel like teenagers? It's it's heightened in a sense. Yeah, because they don't talk openly about this stuff because they still have no real clue about how they are themselves, you know, personality yeah. wise, yeah. and it's difficult to talk because it's awkward as well. Yeah. So yeah, it takes some time until you well grow up, I guess, and you're ready to talk about your feelings and share it with others, especially with a poor boy. Yeah, that's right. And actually to know what you are feeling and you are able to express it or express them. Yeah, and then also feel comfortable with rejection at times. Yeah, yeah. that you can have to a rejection. Say, rejection is yeah. a, a hard part, I guess, yeah. Whew. And this is something that you still can learn in life, like your whole life long. Uh-huh. I mean, you don't, but I, <laughs> I know. Okay, next one. I can always watch others learn, you know. Yeah, I'll make fun of them if they don't learn. Of course, of course, because that's what makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the, um, yeah, I'm the victim and the punchline. Thank you, you. both. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Hang in there. It's gonna get better. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm hope dies last, as we say in Germany. Yeah, what type of decision maker are you? Now the the characteristic things come. Mm-hmm. And I've heard them so many times. And excuse me if you've heard them before. So, yeah. Next, it's called, are you a maximizer? Mm-hmm. What is a maximizer, you ask? Um, no, but but I'm wondering if, if you're going to you know, so. introduce us to the maximizer. A maximizer. When they make a decision, they first have to research every possible option. Does somebody come to mind? I mean, we know somebody very well. Really? Then they take time for their decisions. Hmm, what kind of be? chair should I buy? <laughs> mm-hmm. I look at many, many, many different stores and I compare all the different prices mm-hmm. and I have to check them again and again and again. Okay, and the next one, obsess over whether you're right. So the decision can take quite a long time yep. to make. But um, I've heard this other podcast, they were talking about maximizers and satisficers, which is going to be the next point. And the maximizers, it's usually they're less happy with their decision because they have to put so much effort into them. And at the end, they usually they don't really know, did I they're make not, the most perfect decision yeah, or didn't not, I? They're not convinced of their own decision. Yeah. And you know who I'm talking about, of right? Course. Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, and if they're happy with the decision, then I mean, everything is great. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's also some maximizers who are actually really enjoying that process. Yeah. They enjoy looking at go to hundreds of stores before they make the decision as to kind what to buy. It's kind of a hobby too. Hmm? It's kind of a hobby too. It can be. It can be. It's Sounds really exhausting to me, but well, more fun for them. I think it's so inefficient, but... Yeah, it is, but yeah. more fun for them. The next one is, or are you a satisficer? which is the better one if you want to be happier. A satisficer actually knows they get limited data. Mm-hmm. They don't look at all the home pages and mm-hmm. all the different comparison sites and look all at the all of the reviews and stuff. And they decide relatively quickly mm-hmm. and commit to your decision with a light touch. Oh, okay. I mean, also what I heard, they usually they have some requirements. They know, like, it, these are the requirements that it has to meet. Mm-hmm. 
let's say you want to buy an, a notebook or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be, the price range is like this, mm-hmm. and these are the megabytes or whatever yeah, yeah, it has to, <laughs> you know, the thing, I, I took a bad example, ah, gigabytes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, thank you so sorry. much. Okay, and then at the end, gigabytes. You, you don't have to look so long into the decision process. Actually, you can make a decision. you know, talking about myself here, because I just recently bought another notebook um, that I was researching. I went exactly that route, route, and um, it took me all together maybe two to three hours. I guess that's a satisfizer. It must be a satisfizer. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, totally. You know, I always mm-hmm. check like this, like that, and I said, well, yeah, that's the one that works for me. Because we know somebody else who would take weeks and weeks and weeks. Months. Mm-hmm. For a decision. Yeah, not me. Mm. Researchers believe that because maximizers have a harder time committing to a decision, they are less able to feel content with the one they chose. Mm -hmm. In fact, they may even be less happy in their overall lives. By the way, this relates to the the one point with limit your choices. Mm -hmm. I mean, they kind of have discussed this before. So, yeah. Here, happy fi. This is a suggestion. (laughs) Next one. Giving to get back. Oh, yeah. Give until it helps. Generosity, even in small amounts, leads to happiness. People who act solely out of self-interest tend to be less happy. So, here's a Christian value. Mm -hmm. Give. Give. Giving is more blessed than taking. Receiving. Receiving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Substitute good for bad. Doing good for others keeps us from feeling bad about ourselves. And this has been proven so many times with um, people, like studies with depressed people. Mm. They had to do something for somebody else and that would always, that would be even more helpful than taking certain medication. Well, okay. Could apply that to someone we know. Well, I've heard about several studies um, proving this, but of course I don't know about the severity and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, they didn't uh, include everything of this into the study. Okay, and the next one, good is in the details. When you decide to do a good deed, make it specific. You know the saying, right, though? Uh, Wait a second, which one? No, they don't say good is in the detail. Good is in the... No, they say the devil is in the detail. All right. That's the actual proper saying. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. So, now nice, we are nice phrasing there. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Very Christian. Happy five. Thank Vow you so to increase recycling, say. Okay. Um, that will lead to greater happiness than with setting an abstract goal like saving the planet. Okay. Have specific so goals. this just on the top of my head, but they sound like a California-based company, right? What? <laughs> okay, I, I don't have the um, no, back I'm, knowledge. So uh, environmentalists and uh, basically the Green Party of the USA um, has a strong branch in uh, California. Ah, okay, yeah, but still, I, I very much relate to this because so many times I feel like um, even like even when reading in the Bible. And so on. Yeah, you know, so many times you feel um, compelled to do more and to be more loving and to help people more and so on. Mm-hmm. And if 
if you have a goal like that, this is kind of vague and up there, yeah. you always feel like you're not uh, reaching that goal. You always you're feel like you're the planet, never you know, one level page up. at a time. It's really hard, yeah. But when knowing, you know, if you just change one person's yeah. life or whatever. Save the cheerleader. Yes. Save the children of the whole world. No, the cheerleader. The cheerleader. Yeah. What the, uh, <laughs> save the cheerleader save the about? world. Okay. Don't you remember? Um, you can be a hero too. Are you talking about a movie or something? No, a TV series. Here, heroes. We watched it. Ah, the oh, no. Yes. Oh, really? Save the cheerleader. Yeah, can you please be more specific <laughs> again? Save the world. Which was a concrete goal. They didn't know which cheerleader it I was. I don't know any cheerleaders. Yeah. Who can I save now? But they did save her and they saved the world. So that was okay. nice. And what does this relate to my life now? Uh, to have an achievable goal. Yeah, like look for a cheerleader in Germany. Probably not, but let's say the difficult. cheerleader is um, you should separate trash because it's uh, good for the environment. You shouldn't throw around plastic or uh, what's yeah. it called? Not plastic, is it called plastic? Yes, it plastic is. Plastic stuff out of your car. You should like do the little things that matter. Okay, and you know what? Stop, stop, stop. No, I'm just saying, but this is all achievable. This is yeah. a concrete goal. So I'm just confirming what you already said. So yeah, do that. Okay. And spice it up with the cheerleader. Okay. It might save the world. If I ever get like introduced to a cheerleader, I'm like, how can I help you? We know one, actually. <laughs> We do? No. Yeah, she's only 10, but we know one. Yeah, okay. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Next one. Counting money. That's about money. Choose time over money. What? Who says you can't buy happiness? Research shows that choosing free time over money, such as paying someone to clean or cook for you, oh. leads to greater life satisfaction. Look at that. Are you criticizing me? <laughs> Not even in the slightest. I'm just saying, well, you could spend money to... Yes, we are. So we don't have to clean at church. True. Which I already I already paid for the whole year. I yeah, was like, true, oh, true. please. Oh well, please we have uh, we have a rooster. Uh, people doing different church stuff uh, among others is cleaning, but you can get out of the cleaning job uh, if you pay someone. And I'm who, very who, happy about it. Who, yeah, who happily does it, uh, and they, they they get minimum wage still, but but um, they they do it happily, and. Um, Yeah, no, we I do paid that. extra. I paid extra even because yeah, okay. I mean I cannot even clean my own house. So, <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you want external help to have more time to listen to podcasts or do podcasts or yes. research, and I would totally get behind that. I'm not even kidding right now. Seriously, we could totally do that. I should record your face right now. I'm all smile and happiness, mm -hmm. you know. Of course. <laughs> Next one. Be careful what you wish for. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. oh, oh, research shows that people with above average income are barely happier than others in day-to-day -day life. Plus, they tend to be more uptight and they don't spend more time in particular enjoyable activities, which is never going to happen for you. No. Nope. Um, so you really don't have to worry about it. No, okay, because we're probably going to get a lot more money and... Um... After... Yeah, a year or something. Not already, a bit. but um, uh, 
yeah, I don't think that takes your, away from my happiness and my my I will to get uh, as much free time as possible. Yeah, but this I think this relates a, um, a whole lot more to people um, if they get that do over eighty hours, hundred hours a week. And if it's their clear goal, I really want to get ahead and I want to have more money income yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then they usually money. get more responsibility mm -hmm. and they have less free time yeah, most of the cycle. time. I mean, I can even relate to this when we were on the ship, you know, and I got these high responsibility jobs. I was a whole lot more worried about mm -hmm. things. I mean, they had quite some influence. If I would have made a mistake, it mm -hmm. had a big impact. And therefore, of course, I was more worried and I was more stressed out and so mm. on. So I, I get it, this one. Um, and of course, it doesn't relate to you, but never mind. <laughs> Next one. No more bets, please. People who gamble compulsively only think they have great luck. They suffer from an optimism bias that affects their decision making in situations involving high risk monetary wagers. Um. And I don't know. Basically, don't gamble, otherwise you're going to be unhappy. Gambling doesn't make happy. That's what they're saying. Okay. Do you have any like evidence to the contrary? No, it's like um, drugs only make you happy for a short time, but more sad <laughs> in general. And water is usually wet. Yeah, I mean, it's so obvious, yeah. Okay, no, next I'm, one. Yeah. It's all in the timing, okay? Downtime is a good time. If your decision requires creativity, consider <laughs> making it a time of day when you are not at your best. Oh, okay. Maybe 2 to 3 p.m. or 5 to 6 p.m. when your energy may be flagging. Research shows that non-optimal times of day are best for, for creative decisions. What? This is something new for me. I've never heard of this before. Have you? To again to be more creative, you gotta make decisions in the time when you're really tired and wanna go <laughs> lay down and sleep. What is like just today? Today, I mean this this fits perfectly. I've heard of this uh, TED talk from some woman. I'm gonna put the link down below mm -hmm. if I remember to look it up, and well, otherwise just write TED to me. Some talk from some woman that narrows some woman, it down, and she's talking about creativity and how you can increase your creativity output. And they made they actually made some research and and had some people. They tested people. They had to make like they gave them a task of like here is the key, and now you have to find as many possible um, ways of how to use a key other than opening a lock of course um that is kind of creative okay you can you can make a science project out of that yes you can okay because yes, creativity can. is always the same in every no, human being the, the point is mm -hmm. that they have made different groups and what they found out is that when people were on a treadmill mm -hmm. they made much better uh, more creative ideas than if they were sitting Oh, okay. That's the biggest point. I like the biggest get um, takeaway that I got from this one. So you better run around, move around, being when you're really. How tired. about if you're really tired, you get on a treadmill at two to three p.m. That's how you're boosting it even more. Mm -hmm. There's a better idea for you, Happy Fi. Mm -hmm. Just know it, okay? okay? Okay. Doesn't really work in work life, though. I'm sorry to say. Uh, another suggestion that she made was go on a big walk 
in your lunchtime because the effect still lasts for quite some time afterwards. Uh, I don't know. Try it out. Mm. I mean, but do you really have to be creative in a sense? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yes, you do, but um, yeah, no, but not, not like really. you know. I mean, it's if, but but I have to check a lot of technical uh, manuals and stuff like that in order to be creative and think about stuff. But um, I usually need um, internet access and stuff to read. Uh, so taking a walk kind of strips me from all of that. So don't think it really helps me though. Yeah, but then is it really creativity? I mean, because you, if you're, this is like saying, hey, mathematician, be really creative right now. Huh? I don't know. It may, might work for, for different jobs. But creativity is not always uh, I really ask for mm -hmm. as well. And Maybe difference... this is more applicable for people who have to come up with great stories for their screenwriting or whatever. You know? Hollywood, California. <laughs> yeah, or if you're... A, I mean, there's more jobs like that, but you have to come up with great creative designs. Or yeah, whatever. probably, probably. It's mm -hmm. IT, it's a bit... Yeah. Okay. Next one, because otherwise it's going to be too long. Best practices. Do make more important decisions before insignificant ones. Making choices depletes us. Yeah, which we know so well. Even more than deliberating, uh, deliberating does. And when we're fatigued, we tend to have less self-control research shows. Mm -hmm. Which everybody knows. That's why in the evening you would open your beer at the end of the day. Or you would... Um, eat the, the ice cream thing in your freezer or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's when your decision-making thing is less, like, it's empty. Oh, okay. And that's when you make the bad decisions. I'm sorry for the beer, I guess. Should have drunk more wine. Yeah, that would be a much better <laughs> choice, you know? Would be more sophisticated anyway. Yeah, but this is the whole thing where, where like, all these... Um, Success gurus would tell you make the most important decisions like really early in the morning, like eat the frog in the morning. I don't know where this comes from. Eat a frog. Uh, it must be a French What thing. Disgusting then, thing. <laughs> but but then again, um, why? I don't know any any life where you go to work unless you're like upper management and you have to make lots of decisions. Usually you come to work and you check what's up and. Um, You thought about maybe stuff going to work, but decision making kind of this is why takes this, time. And I mean, for for the for the big decisions, and you got to weigh the pros and the cons, and do that early in the morning, like at 4 a.m. Yeah, but then you know, I don't know. I don't know what's up, how it is applicable to our life, really. Well, if we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening to us, yeah, they would know them. more about this. Definitely, but but they do. Like, yeah, it's build a company and do all that. Let's work 100 hours a week and, uh, you know, do that. And if that would have been our case, I guess we wouldn't be sitting here doing a podcast because I would be working. Right. Right. And our decision-making thing is would be, like yeah, send right me now. a text and I'm going <laughs> to get back to you as soon as I'm done working, which would be like at two at night. Two okay, at I don't know. Uh, but the really successful entrepreneurs probably know it uh, how to do well, it better. Success can be measured in a lot of ways. Work is just one small example. Yeah, but the whole thing started out with work, you know? Work, work, work. Okay, next one. Don't make decisions when you're upset 
angry or hungry. When we are in the States, we tend to make faster, less thoughtful choices, which you've mentioned with your, your guy before. Like if you need something, you have to wait for a good mood for it. Like he has to yeah, be in a good mood. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, I think this is something so obvious. I mean, even kids know that. They wouldn't come up to us and ask for something if we're in a bad mood. Well... They even know that sometimes. Yeah, but do they know when you're in a bad mood? Mm, that's an interesting one. Why do they always ask me and they never ask you? Because they know. And they already know dad is not going to look at... They're not, he's not going to give an answer. And if he does, <laughs> it's like... Mm, go away. <laughs> no, that's not it. This is only the answer they're giving me with I asked. Why don't you ask dad? <laughs> well, usually it goes like that. I'm asking them what you really want. And they kind of stop talking after that. And, and I, I then they move out. I know out. who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and then they move out and say, well, what did you really want to watch? Or, you know, whatever. And they just, dad wouldn't put something like, What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but she wouldn't open up her mouth. She said, I want to watch. <laughs> Sorry, what, what was that? <laughs> Mom! <laughs> okay. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And she doesn't count, okay? No. Mm -hmm. But the boys, um, um, they, they come up to me just fine. Mm hmm. Yep. At certain times. At certain times, at certain things. Because they all they figured out what they want. They come for sweets. <laughs> I mean, I, I usually, uh, most of the time, I give them some small task to do before they get whatever they want. Me too. Yeah, but I guess I'm more to give them the hard tasks. I no, don't know. most of the time you're like, first, what do you want? Get away. And that's something they don't like. They do enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Especially our oldest. I know. Mm, he of likes course, that. Of course. <laughs> irony. Do you get it? It's yes, <laughs> irony. Yeah. Next one. How to choose. Follow these steps for best decision making. Okay. okay. Narrow your options, which mm. we have been talking about before. Mm. Use limits to keep your choices finite. This is something we should tell a certain person. Mm -hmm. The person we have been thinking about before. Okay. Right. Yeah. Then next one. Seek wise con counsel. Mm. Ask a mentor or trusted friend or staffer for input. Or ask Anita and Andre because they know best. We do know best. Yes. Next one. Set a time limit. Don't let yourself mull too long. In, in, in other words, make a project out of it. Yeah. Take all your time just making your decision. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Next one. Go with your past. Remember which choices made you happy or unhappy and <laughs> learn from them. Okay. That's easy. Or just listen to our podcast. We're telling you <laughs> what you should do and what you should do. Mm -hmm. And the next one, we all make choices, but in the end, our choices make us. Wow, that's so. That's a quote from Ken Levine. Oh, mm -hmm. I, I was thinking Immanuel uh, Kant. Jawohl. <laughs> What's his last name? K A N T. I'm sorry, my wife is really insensitive to this kind of stuff. But it has been an ongoing joke wherever we were with our fellow Americans. Oh dear. But he's a wise a wise dude, actually. 
<laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. So many times I think like nobody's going to listen to this and then I'm going to be... <laughs> gonna regret it afterwards. No. Like this doesn't make me happy at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Aaron is going to be with us on, on that one because we talked about Emmanuel plenty of times. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. Our happiness the suggestion would be talk more about Immanuel Kant. That's yes? true. Exactly. And, and and go with um, I think, therefore I am. Exactly. That was it. Oh, we are so wise and intelligent. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> okay. But you're happy, right? I am. That's I mean, great. This makes me happy. That's yeah. good. Me too. Thank you very so much for listening. Have a happy evening. And a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Someday. Or Easter or whatever. Just make yeah. it happy. Okay. <laughs> Bye.